You say you want to win. Well, here's the cheat code. This podcast is a safe and dope place for millennial women of color to navigate your big dreams, even if you're from a small market. This season, we will be talking about all things career, relationships, business, self-care, and resources. We are bringing along some of our favorite women bosses that you will need along your unconventional journey in entertainment. And we are Women with the Blueprint. Episode 8, knowing when it's time to leave the nest and start your own shit. Hi, guys. Really nice. (laughs) Ladies. What's up? What's up? We are here. We're back. It's the second to the last episode before we we get out of here for a summer break. I can't believe it. I'm, I'm excited to to just recharge, get the brain to kind of like take a little break. Yeah, and come back, come back with some new ideas, some new episode topics, some new people for y'all to hear from. And then also like me and I should have a busy summer of working on a bunch of projects that we're trying to get off the ground. Yes. God so. willing. Godspeed. Exactly. Praise be to my Handmaid's Health fans out there. Man, like, I'm very excited. Girl talk, because you know everything ain't sweet. What's been going on? I feel like we've been so busy. I haven't been talking to you as much, but. I know. Um, Lots was happening. (laughs) I mean, I've kind of been uh, back and forth, obviously, from L.A. and other places. But I've been in Florida for a little bit, my family have done something really like amazing. So I kind of just been learning from that, trying to, you know, get a little property out there. So we'll I see. know that's right. Listen, ladies, even though we all work in creative entertainment, like do not be afraid to have streams of income. Outside you need of it. The you need life. it. You it's definitely not. It's not even like an option at this point. It's a necessity. Yeah, you have to like invest you know figure out other ways to make money your creative passion is never going to go away from you and you should always pursue that but like think smart so that later you can work smarter and not harder we already work hard enough in entertainment so think about other ways to start setting yourself up which is perfect for this episode because it's like when it's time to stop punching that clock when it's time to stop working for somebody else and really like take your idea or your create a vision or your um, side hustle and turn it into your full-time business. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is what we're talking about today. And later we're going to chat with one of my really good friends, Diamond Williamson, who is a producer and director. And she owns her own production company where she like, like tells like dope stories about like black women. And she works with like Essence and OWN. And she used to work on a bunch of other like big shows. So we'll talk to her more about how she did her leap but Naisha, have you ever had to jump from working for someone to now working for yourself? Or do you know of anybody who's done that? Yeah, I have. But I do want to talk about someone else because as of right now, they're like killing it. So it's a really good friend of mine. Her name is Tosha Anderson. I used to work with her um, at the last company I was with. And she... <laughs> knew when it was just time for her just to leave and she did 
And during that process of even leaving, it was a few months before COVID. And so she kind of knew that she wanted to open up a store, almost thinking of almost think of it as your opening ceremony kind of store and filled in with different designers, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, so she ended up opening up her store officially like around June, I want to say. And it was pretty much like the best time. She obviously didn't know that it was going to work out the way that it did, but it was the right time for her. Unfortunately, we did lose uh, a brother, George Floyd, to the movement, but that movement did create crazy opportunities for so many people who look just like us, which Tosha actually got to be one of those individuals because that was when the movement of Black Lives Matter came about and supporting small businesses. And yeah, she just blew up. Like, wow. I'm talking about she's been in Vogue, High Bay, Nylon, New York, Forbes. Uh, wow, so her hell, yes. she's been everywhere. That was, so, she, she left the nest and created her own big Creating her own situation. So yeah, any if anyone is, in, anyone is interested um, in some great brands, brands including uh, Adam Linger that she has that we all love, um, check her out. It's ta.com. Yeah, I love that. I'm definitely going to check out her store and see what I can buy from there. Yeah, it's a vibe. Yeah, I'm getting ready to put y'all up on something, man. Sis, let me put you on. All right. This is this is something that like these are not gonna be easy things. They're they're not they're not gonna be easy things, but you know what? Let's let me go straight into it. This is also something that when you know, you know. I think this is where we need to talk about also normalizing, understanding what your gut is telling you. Yes. When intuition. your intuition is literally telling you what to do and do it. Like <sighs> I think most of the times when we don't know what the future holds, we're always scared to take that risk because we don't really know what's going to happen. We're comfortable and where we are, whether that's finance or, you know, just knowing that there's some type of stability around you. But I mean, this episode is all about when to leave the nest. So if you aren't improving, it's time to go. Whether your career should be moving uh, forward, you know, moving up in a direction, whatever. You're not learning a new skill. If you are not seeing the vision that you had for yourself before you, you know, got into this career or this job, it's just time to go. That is a big, big thing to understand. Like when you are not learning, trust and believe, when you just been stuck in the same thing, it's time to go. And climbing up the ladder is a big thing for me because if I'm still in the same position for more than a year, I feel some type of way. Because it's, it's like now you, you're, you're taking the piss. I'm sorry. Especially when you know like what you're doing and you're getting really good feedback from clients or people that you work with. Like you're doing the right things and you are excelling at like your job, but you're just not moving up. Like that's right. when you think about like, starting your own thing but I think before you can start your own thing even if you're doing excellent at work and you you're killing it for me it's like when you have enough contacts that could gain you clients because you need the clients to make money and you need the money to make your business like mm-hmm. so I also think when you have enough clients and contacts like that's also like a sign that 
you can you can go out on your own and do this. Um, and then it's just like, I know I've gotten to points where I've just been like, I just desire more freedom. Like, I don't want to have to report to somebody. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to, if I want to take Fridays off or if I want to say, oh, I'm only working Monday through Wednesday this week, but I could get all that I need to get done in those days. Like when you start desiring more freedom and you just don't want to be on this structural, like I got to be to work every day, Monday through Friday, because that's not the only way to work. And, mm-hmm. and when you own your own business, you can structure it to how you want to structure it. So that's super, super important. But then it's also like, all right, you want to leave the job. You got all these other signs and you're ready to go. But do you also have enough money to take care of like your basic needs? Because I will not ever advocate for somebody to just leave their job and have zero dollars in the bank. I feel like you should have some type of nest egg or have another way to make money without you working a full-time job. That, that could be if you're just going to do another little side hustle while your business starts to scale or you have family support. That's different. But like, I don't think you should just leave with like zero dollars and not be able to take care of like bare necessities, like food, somewhere to lay your head at at night. Like you got to still be able to, especially as a woman, you got to be able to take care of yourself. You don't want to put yourself in a position where you have to be put in a desperate situation. You have to depend on people that might not have the best interests for you. So you got to be careful of that. That to me sometimes is on a, um, I don't know, the 50-50 type of situation because Yes, you should definitely have some type of money saved so you yeah. have some type of cushion. But then sometimes it's just like, sometimes it's not even about the money. Sometimes it's really, it comes down to the obvious. It's something else. You want something else. Yeah. And I feel as though that's also the most thing that is often ignored. Yeah, you know, yeah. You really want something else so bad and you kind of don't want to leave that nest because you right. probably feel as though you're not financially stabled or you feel like you might not have the en- enough contacts that you need. Um I sometimes that's not even always the best way to go about it. It's more like mm, no, and it's time to go. And maybe you don't have the money you need or maybe you don't have this quote unquote contacts, but like you need to have some some idea of like, all right, even if I know I'm leaving, I don't have a million dollars saved or 5K saved, whatever it is that's going to take care of your bills, like have some type of plan of action. Even if that yeah. means you can't just jump out the stability, window. Stability plan of action. Yes. Yeah, stability it. is important, but not at the sacrifice of Yeah, no, not the sacrifice. No, no, no. So, like, even if balance, that means, it's all about balance. Yeah, even if that means that, like, once again, we talked about this before, you have to downgrade your lifestyle so that you could afford to leave. So if yeah. that means you got to stop going out to eat, get a cheaper car, move to a cheaper apartment, that is also a part of having a plan. Like, maybe I won't need as much money because now my bills are going to be less. Or mm-hmm. maybe I'll give up my apartment. I'll go live with a relative or a friend or whatever it is until you get yourself it's going to require a sacrifice, but just have a plan and fuck the fear and just do it anyway. Like just, just do it. And always know that like, you can always go back to a job. Jobs ain't going nowhere. Facts. Like try and now it out. that uh, Corona's co- slowly coming to an end. If there is any end anyway, um, more jobs are being created uh, yeah. because of the loss for the year that we had. So, yep. 
I feel like I've kind of already said this before, like from a previous episode, but when it's time to go is when there's no room for advancement at all. This is just one thing, especially in the entertainment industry, like so many people who've gotten to the top have worked. I mean, they've literally worked their ass off. They've done they have done all the jobs that probably no one wanted to do that by the time they reach that level and that height of success, they want to hold that uh, position for as long as they can. So when the top gets saturated, sometimes as much as the people that you work for really do want you to advance up, there's no room for you to advance because there's individuals that have taken, have hold these positions for damn near 50 years. Let's talk about Anna Winsor. She is not going anywhere. She's not leaving Vogue until not she leaves Earth. Until <laughs> her day is gone. You know what I'm saying? Her last breath. Like it's positions like that. But but it's I even hope. more important. Like you saying that it's even more important that people realize that and go off and start your own stuff because you could become whoever you are and make yeah. that a high thing. And it's like you got to remember too, like. The, the great work that you do with a, a major company or someone else's company, it's still you doing the work. So the work and build your business brand up and it will be as just as valuable and just as high standing as if you worked at freaking, I don't know, whatever company in your, in your particular lane is popular. It's like you define it. You make your brand popular. Like it's the work that you're doing and the authenticity that you bring to it. So what, what was the saying? Um... You're either on a roll yourself or you're going to be somebody else's role to wipe their ass. Oh, wow. I never heard that one, but that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, if you really are, when you think about it, and obviously when you sign your contracts with these people, it literally stays in a contract. When you have created something, anything, anything, any new idea that you came about, it is not your idea anymore. It, you literally passed that uh, project, that new technology, whatever field that you're in, or if you're in entertainment, that script that you wrote, that play that you came up with, it's not yours, it's not yours, it's the company's. And sometimes even that, when you know it's really, really good and you get a lot of feedback from that and they tell you, this is really, really great. And then all of a sudden you see it's in the next, team agenda like this is what we're going to be working on but it has nothing your name is nowhere near it and you're probably not even working on a project that is another indication of you leaving the nest because you know that you can actually do whatever it is that you want to do if you've really gotten so much great reviews from doing that then you know i can do this by myself and create the same type of excitement with other people and make millions in the box office exactly exactly and my only thing to add now is like once you figure all that part out and you've like, all right, I'm ready to go and I'm going to go like just do your due diligence for whether you are a freelancer or whether you actually start your own company. Like do your due diligence as young, old, middle aged, whatever women that you are in this entertainment business and make sure that your business is taken care of. Like, please make sure like your company is registered. Make sure you're paying your taxes like just make sure like you're handling your business as any big corporate like mm-hmm. company would like just make sure that is intact as well as 
you know, the creative and the branding and the marketing side, like make sure like the business is solid because that also is a reflection of you and your work. If you're, if your company's operations is in a disarray or listen, like it, that's the foundation for you. And people, and people look up stuff like that to make sure. Right. You and I've, um, I've worked with people in the past who businesses were just not well together and well put, but in it, Sometimes it then just goes down to the actual person who's running the business and who business it is. It's kind of like, well, what else that you don't have in order? Because if this is a business that you're not even taking that seriously, how's your life? Like, what do you really have going on? Um, exactly. I just realized though, like when certain people like that, yeah. When, when, if you're not being responsible with that, it's an investment at the end of the day. Like this is something that if you want to see in a long haul and really want to see the, the fruits of your labor come about, like you need to really do take it seriously. I, I guess my advice with that would just be stop being cheap. And if you need to get like an agent that does the whole business for you, like make sure that your paperwork is up to date. And again, a lawyer, taxes, a lawyer get yourself <laughs> an accountant. Like that's something that you're, you're not, it sounds like it's a lot of money, but no, there's people that also, if they believe in the vision and you, you know, have a great uh, head on your shoulder and you yourself know that this is going to go far, they will work with you and they will figure out something of how I'm going to be able to get compensated. So, right. My last my for real, for real last thing this time is um, <laughs> right. Uh, don't just try to look like the boss babe or the boss chick. Like actually do the work of being that and living that because mm-hmm. trust me, news and gossip and judgment goes really, really fast in the entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. So you don't have yourself together. One person find out, they telling everybody and now you everybody. Okay. They're telling so everybody. it's like high school. So get yeah. your stuff together and be ready to just do it and jump and start your shit. I'm focused, man. Yeah. It's time to get your mind right. Um all right. So you know we gotta get your mind right per usual. I'm just going to leave you guys with this because this is something that I actually go back to when I'm feeling down, when I need some type of motivation, when I need some type of idea, something to spark my interest in something, whatever. If you have it within your budget, signing up for masterclass is one of the best investments I was able to do during COVID. Obviously, I got to know about more different fields of stuff like how to negotiate um how to properly communicate with things but there's actually a section for entrepreneurs and it's a lady named sarah blakely i feel like i've also dropped her name before in the past couple episodes because she's the one who created spings and honestly her whole segment like of her classes, like the way how she talks and the way how you are getting educated as to how she legit quit her corporate job and became one of the first billionaires is like, as a woman, is bomb. It's like fantastic. I think it's amazing. And again, it's just, she really like captivates you to really understand when it is really time for you to leave and that idea that you have it's 
again, going back to the last time we put y'all on uh, with Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Yes, love that. It's when you have that spark right there, you need to like jump on it because it will leave your mind and it's going to land in somebody else's brain. Like that's it. And they just catch on and take, and then you sitting there looking dumb like, wow, I thought of that before. But anyways, uh, don't be that person. Sarah Blakely will change your life. Honestly, I, I, I was actually just watching her segment two weeks ago. So it's a refresher for me every time. Yep. I I have that book and I I still have to read it, but it's just been sitting there. I have to read it. Big magic. Oh, big magic. Yes. Big magic is a vibe. Um, It is a vibe. I would say that next book to read when you're Maybe if you haven't decided yet, if you're actually going to leave and start your own thing, I would read Year of the Yes by my boss, Shonda Rhimes. I would read that because- Yeah, supporting. Yes. I got to support my boss. Um, But I, that book, honestly, like I read that book just before I moved to Atlanta. Now, granted, it wasn't me starting my own business, but it gave me so much courage. And there's a lot of things in that book also that kind of like- starts to prep you to being fearless. And you you got to be fearless if you are going to start your own business or become a freelancer. Because for her in the book, she was so used to like always doing safe things and always doing things that felt comfortable to her. And she knew that if she wanted to get to the next level in her career and not just be this writer who's, who stuck her head into books and screenwriting all the time, but never went to events, never showed the world her face, never was social. She knew she had to change that because she wanted to do so much more in creating and you know humanitarian work so I would say read year of the yes like to give you that extra push and just to Mm -hmm. see like when you do jump and start your own thing like see the rewards of it because you'll see it in the book um so I would suggest getting year of the yes by Shonda Rhimes and then I've been telling people to read this book for a long time but it's called The Ride of a Lifetime with Robert Eager. So he was the guy who was an exec at Walt Disney for 15 years. And then he recently like retired. So he wrote this book when he retired, but he talks about like all his experiences at the company, but also like why he was ready to leave the company after being there for 15 years. And everybody was like, this is Walt Disney. You're the CEO. Why would you leave Walt Disney's company? Like God knows how much money he was making, all the access mm-hmm. He was given all the power he had, but he still ended up leaving to do other things that he really wanted to do in his life and to just like honestly live his life. So I think it's also a good book to show you um, just knowing when it's time to leave something alone and not 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 uh, fearing that you're going to lose your image and your identity in your last job. So I think it's a good book to read for that. Yeah, I think those are like good. And then I'll drop some other ones also in the show notes. For you guys. This don't have nothing to do with what we're talking about. Sidetrack. Um, I guess for me, or I don't want to really want to say like a it's not really a story, it's just how I am as an individual. I think I've always been very intuitive to things. Um, I do have some type of spiritual magic force within me. And I've just always had that ability when I work with different companies, when it's just time for me to go. And every time that I've made that decision, I've elevated to the next chapter of my career. I think I've definitely 
had doubts, of course. For me, I think it's also because I've moved around a lot. So it's kind of just having that doubt to say, like, I mean, who am I really to be on my own at this point? Like, I haven't really you know, built a really strong connection. This is the, my thinking process um, with a company or whatever. But in all case, that's not even the reality of it. Um, I'm loved everywhere that I go, but I know that I want more. And I do not like the feeling of being stagnant. And so I took that leap a few months before COVID really popped off. And yeah, I dipped and I pretty much became a freelancer ever since. I would say around the time of me really doing it, obviously I didn't think that the whole world was gonna shut down for a whole year for things to really be slow. But I will say that me uh, taking that opportunity to really be on my own gave me the chance to have as much time in the day to really like map out what I really want to do. And that obviously For your company. Is, uh, the line. And so um, I have been able to really like dive in with the whole entire thing. And as Akia had mentioned before, like, you know, the paperwork, making sure that that's everything is like legalized and finalized. It takes a while, but very detail oriented. And if I would have never took the chance to bet on myself, I would not be where I am right now. Um, I <laughs> came into some money too, so now I really could fund it. So drop the cha-ching, Q. <laughs> yes, Q, you gotta drop that. Um, so yeah, I feel as though like sometimes you really don't know. You really you're not gonna know. Now I don't even want to say sometimes. You're you're never gonna know how the situation is gonna really turn out. But if you believe in faith, if you look back at your past situations like dang I was really down like I was really this I was in a bad spot and then look where you are now like how did you get out of that like nothing bad really lasts for a long time it's just having that willpower to just know things are going to get better and I'm one of God's favorites and so therefore like good things come to me and and that's that's it right there You are God's favorite. And at the end of the day, what is for me will be for me and he will not forsake me. Okay. And there's, there's one thing that I learned from when I uh, first moved to Atlanta and I watched this Steve Harvey. I don't know if it was an interview or just like a clip from something he had said. And he was like, do not be afraid to jump. He was like, you gotta just jump. He was like, "Um, jump and the parachute might not come out right away, but eventually it will come out for you. You don't know where in that drop. It could be right before you hit the ground, but it will open. Like the parachute will open in the world, the universe, God, whoever you believe in, Mother Teresa, I don't care who it is. They will make a way. That spiritual power will make a way everything to work out for you in the time that it should, not the timing that you think it should. That you that so you wanted to. Because to be honest with you, if this would have happened, if I would have took that leap two years ago, no. I don't even know what would have happened because where where really was the money coming from for me to actually, you know, invest in this company with right. the and, money or the time. Or the time. And I, I, yeah, I think 
man, listen, I think the ending of 2019, December was my life. That was my life changing month for me. And I'm now seeing like the benefits of that now. And we're in 2021 of June. So you just got to believe in it, man. You just got to know that it's going to happen. Once you have that ounce of doubt in your mind, which we all do, because sometimes I really sit and be like, is this really is this really what is supposed to happen? And I really am supposed to be going through this or whatever. Just doubt whatever it is. Then you are literally creating that ounce of negativity to enter your mind frame and enter your your world of energy, which then will cause to trickle down in a domino effect and everything else will just become that negative. Yep. So the thing is like everybody out there, like just really like, Focus on the present and focus on what you're trying to build towards what what's in the past is in the past and realize like the nest that you just left is nothing compared to the palace or the house that you're about to build. Like just <sighs> just worry about the present and the future. Don't worry about what you left behind, like because it was it was a part of your journey, but it also it's not the best that can happen to you. That's that's not the best thing that the world has for you. Like there's more for you out there like there's an abundance of everything you want but like make sure you keep saying you gotta believe it you gotta have like faith and you gotta have patience like you can't just think it's gonna happen overnight or you can't be talking down on yourself or being negative you gotta stay in positivity and gratitude and like yo you know what you want to do you know you know the creative visions and ideas that you have focus on it that's it that is it. We can't keep telling y'all more than that. That that's it, y'all. For real, like I mean, and if you don't want to listen to us, I think uh, Drake said it best when he won uh, Artist of the Decade in his little speech, and he literally said, "Everyone wants to know the formula of making it or doing or you know leaving that corporate job and following your dreams or whatever, but there really is no formula. You're literally creating your own blueprint and figuring it out as you go, literally. but that's more and more you actually believe that it's actually going to happen and you visualize it just like how you visualize yourself going to the mall to buy your favorite bag or shoes or whatever that or car that you've been eyeing for months and months that same way how you're visualizing that is the same way you need to visualize your career and the things that you actually want to obtain facts and that's on not near your little lamb that's on you sis that's on you (laughs) That's all you. That that's it. You can't blame nobody else but yourself, and you also can't bet on nobody else but yourself. Yeah. So that's it, y'all. That's it. So we hope you have learned a very valuable lesson when it's time for you to leave the nest and to make your own bag, to make your own decisions, and to feel happy about it, where you're not being annoyed or feel undervalued underappreciated you know that whole thing goes so yeah we're here yeah write that down keynote all right guys now it's finally time to bring on our guest today diamond williamson now diamond is like one of my really good friends that i met in atlanta when i lived there when i was at the beginning of my like actual physical filmmaking journey and i met her through 
some of my other filmmaking lady friends in Atlanta. And she just was just an amazing like light and just a creative like juice flowing like person from the first time I met her. So now we're stuck together. Um, Diamond is a producer. Diamond is a director. And just me knowing her all these years, like Diamond really does like her best to bring like black women voices and their stories to life and that's what makes her so special like that's her focus so diamond welcome to the show thank you for having me you gave me such a great and on-point introduction <laughs> i appreciate that i know you girl <laughs> you, do know me. you do know me yeah so tell everyone a little bit like briefly about like who you are and like what you do like now i would definitely describe myself as very spiritual being who always desires to be in alignment. And that is not always the case, but we working through it. Um, I got started in TV after seeing Oprah, um, an episode of Super Soul Sunday. And I knew that I wanted to create content for TV that was very spiritual, that changed lives, that made people feel good. And I went on a journey of that. And now I've been on that journey for 10 years and it's taken me through reality television, making my own content, starting my own platform, doing branded content, creating docu-series for entrepreneurs, um, and of course, creating original content that is all centered Black women. So that's like my story very quickly. I know you don't have a lot of time today because you're so busy. You have so much going on, but I definitely want to still like ask you some questions about like your journey. So this episode is all about um, knowing when it's time to leave the nest. And what we mean by that is knowing, you know, when it's time to kind of stop working for people and start creating and working and becoming like an, uh, a freelancer or an entrepreneur owning your own business on your own in the particular world of TV, film, entertainment. So when did you know you were ready to leave and go start your own thing? Because you own your own production company. I started it out of a need because I was working gig to gig on television shows. And one, I didn't want whatever the networks, whatever, whenever they needed someone, like I didn't want to just be working when they needed me, right? Like I needed to be working when someone else needed me too. I needed to be able to find jobs between jobs because it was tough at the time, very early on in my career. And I wanted to move up fast. Like I wanted to just grow. And so I really started my production company because I was like, well, I'm marketing myself. I'm reaching out to people. People are reaching out to me. They see what I do for TV. They want me to do it for them. And so I started my company because of, because of a need. And it was really, you know, separate from the need. I just knew that I wanted to grow my income and I didn't want it to always be based on how many hours I worked or how many weeks that I worked for a brand or for a platform. Yeah, girl, I know, I know what you mean by that. And I know that it's not always easy to take that step. And I know that, you know, you have all these moments where you're like, you're pondering on it and you're just like, I want to do it. I want to do it. But do you remember like, what was the actual occurrence or moment when you were like, all right, I've thought about this long enough. This moment or this occurrence right now is saying jump now. I really don't, only because I've been entrepreneurial a while. Like, I mean, it's in my blood. So the the idea of starting and jumping to do something is not very new for me, but I just knew it was something that I had to do. Like, it was just like, it's either, you know, wait for jobs to come in or figure out how to do this on my own. 
Yeah, so it sounds like for you, it was like more like a feeling more than like a moment. Like you just felt like you felt ready. Absolutely. And I I think that that it definitely was an evolving feeling. I think there were little things along the way that kind of told me like, you know, maybe there were jobs that I would apply for and I wouldn't get. Or, you know, I I had a show that ended early. So I think it was like all those things kind of led up to that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Like, you just had an inner knowing. And I'm always telling like all the like young girls who listen to this podcast to like really follow your gut and follow your intuition and like kind of like pay attention to all the moments and like the occurrences that are happening in your life, because it's all part of your blueprint and helping you figure out the next, you know, the next part of your blueprint. So you jumped, you started your own production company. Um, How did you prepare for that next stage in like your creative um, entrepreneurship journey? Well, I really, I just kind of did it, right? Like I just, I just knew that there were things that I needed to do, like have an LLC, get an EIN, have a name for my business, right? Once I come up with the name, once I came up with the name, I felt like, oh, I can run with this. And, you know, then I created the email address, right? So there were just these small steps that I did. And I, and those were my foundational things that I did so that I could feel like, all right, at least I can reach out to people, you know, and start to let people know that this is what I do. Um, so I feel like, like, those are the first things. And I think the name is always right. the thing that I try to come up with first because it help, it gives context. It gives me something concrete that I can use to really move forward. Um, sometimes people get hung up in a name. I don't encourage that. But those are the things that I did to really kick it off. Um, there was no preparation. I just moved. I had to move. And it's good that you're bringing up about like just moving, but like even in you're just moving, you still like you knew like I want to be taken seriously as a businesswoman because you put your yeah. business in place. And I think that's important too for creative businesswomen is to always remember that this is still a business of creativity. So you have to remember to wear both hats. And I, I think that sometimes some people can forget that. And I think that's how we get taken less seriously when we don't put as much effort into the business as we do into the creativity side. And sometimes it can be challenging because this business side is something that we have to learn and get adjusted to. Right. But it definitely it definitely takes effort to your point. Exactly. And it's like it's always like that trying to balance effect. I mean, I don't think it'll ever be 50 50, but it should be like some effort put into, you know, making sure your business is good. So you've been you've been in business now for how many years? With this business, it'll be almost four years. Nice. I know, you know, you've done tons of things and what has been like your most rewarding thing about having your own production company? And then what's the most challenging? Um, I would definitely say the most rewarding is being able to determine my schedule. Like I love being able to go to the park during the day, go skating during the day, go have brunch at 10 a.m. on Thursday, right? Versus waiting until Friday, like go to a candle making class, taking Fridays off if I prefer it. I love the freedom that I've been able to create for myself through my production company. And I would say the most challenging part is growing. Like growing pains is a real thing because it's like, okay, I need to hire. I need an accountant. I need to, I need standard operating procedures. I need to get clients. I have to be the marketing person. It's so many different things that come with growth when in reality, I just want to be creative, but I have to, if I want to grow, if I want to get to the place that I want to get to, there's hard decisions that I have to make. And, oh, I would say that's definitely the challenging part. Oh, no, I, I totally agree. And I think that like a lot of people underestimate the growing pains and they just think that, oh, I'm going to I'm going to leave and start my own 
production company, talent agency, PR firm, whatever it is, entertainment company. And they're like, yeah, I know people have connections. I know my job, but it's like, yeah, but I don't think you're thinking about like scaling your business, hiring people, firing people, health insurance, like all those things are like, and it's not going to be fun. Like it's right. not going to be fun, especially when you're creative. Right. And and it's very humbling. And it, it takes me back to like being a beginner because, and I don't want to be a beginner because like I've been doing directing and creating, you know, producing for so long that to be a beginner just feels like, oh, like I've been doing this for too long to be a beginner in this phase, but it really is just a part of it. So I'm, I'm learning to enjoy this journey because it is very rewarding. Definitely. So what do you have going on right now? Like what projects are you excited about or like what's next for you and your company? So we are focused on original content. We have been servicing clients like entrepreneurs and women who have personal brands um, who want to create content. However, we really want to focus on making an even larger impact. Right. So we want to create some original content. I have had these ideas for a very long time that are just eager to come out. And so I'm really focused and my team is focused on bringing those projects to life. So we're really investing in our own ideas at this point. I love that. And all all the projects you're working on, are they digital TV film? Like, what are you looking to kind of like work on as far as like uh, the different types of platforms? Well, I'm open. Right. I mean, we're because we're investing in it. um, We are focusing on digital first. However, you know, our desire is that this content that we create will be sought after for television, for streaming, for uh, more longer form. So in five years, where do you see yourself in your production company at? Like if, if, if you had all the things you need, all the resources, all of the support, whatever it is that you need, like, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, girl, it's the Emmys. It's Issa Rae and Diddy parties. It's like, you know, it's, 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 um, you know, uh, eight figure overall deals, right? To be yes. able to make the kind over and over again for Black women around the globe, right? Like, I, the stories that we've told have been very central to where I live or the United States. And it's like, I want to tell Black women's stories on a global level. I want Black women's stories to be seen all over the world. And so I definitely see that happening happening for us. I mean, I see, I see Oscars. Like I see a really high award-winning content because we've been able to really invest and take our time and put in our creativity and do our best to make these things happen. So absolutely, like I feel like everyone will know our name Um, as a result of the work that we do, especially in the next five years. You know, I always tell you anyway, like everybody you've named and like you are already there. It's just your body catching up to your spirit. Like your spirit is already there. You are already, you already know, like you're like a little mini Oprah to me. Like you have that energy, you have that capacity to, to make it that far and to create that level of content and even take it beyond that. Um, And I love that you want to do global content. That's one of my, like, you know, desires too is to do you know content about black women in london in paris and amsterdam in asia like like that's the kind of content i think that we haven't really seen much and i think that's what will tie us together like in a diaspora so i'm really glad that you said that and i know that in the future we're going to work together on some dope stuff thousand percent i believe it first of all thank you for pouring into me and believing that for me because you already know i believe in you and i know that you know the content we make together clearly is going to be global because we we yes i meant 
it's, it's definitely going to be global. So now here's a little fun part. We play this game with um, all of our guests that come on the show. We kind of want to get to know you more. So we ask you little fun questions about you. So, you ready? Yes, I love it. I love it. I'm excited. <laughs> Let's get to know her. All right. So if you could pursue any other career, what would it have been? A baker. I would certainly be a baker. Oh, why? Why a baker? That was super cool. I mean, I just obsessed with like the baking competition shows and it's such a beautiful art form um, that I would love to have been a professional baker. I listen. That's my downfall in my diet is sweets <laughs> and bakery. I will bake all day before I will cook regular food. So I, I love sweets. I just got to eat some pancakes and chicken sausage. Like, what am I doing? It's it's right. an afternoon, but it, it was so good. Listen, I know I I I will, I will treat myself to something sweet like once a month because if not, it, it gets out of control. But I love that you would like want to be a baker. Yes. Now, who is your favorite director and why? Oh my gosh, that's so that's so good. Um, I really enjoy Princess Penny, and I think I, mean, I think his work is just so real. Like it's just so it's just so like because I like real stories like Insecure. It's a very real story. Like it's not fantastical. It's just like real. And um, I really like Princess's work, his coloring, um, his creativity when it comes to directing conversations that are just every day. I mean, it's really beautiful. And I think cinematically, like I really appreciate Barry Jenkins because it's just like, what? How do you think this way? It's just really, really beautiful, his work. Yeah, I mean, you just like presented like two of like some of the greatest directors and producers might have had that they and the fact that you are a director and a producer as well is like those are perfect like references and like people to aspire like to work with to to do that kind of work. And I just think that those like are really good people. Um, so I love that. And then lastly, my question is, what is one thing that you would have told your younger self? Uh-huh. That's such a good question. I would w tell, and, and sh this might go over her head at such a young age, but I would just want her to nourish herself spiritually. I think that she was as younger, and I think it's something I'm still working on, but just very focused on what was going on externally and was always trying to escape what was going on internally. And so I would want her to nourish herself internally and do things that she loves more often. Oh, listen, that's something that I sh should have told myself too. So that was perfect. I mean, same, Girl. like I, I'm, I'm just starting like in the last couple of years, obviously like really, really learning what it is to like take care of myself spiritually like over the last maybe six years I've been teaching. And even this year I put a, you know, a boundary on, I don't do work on Sundays anymore. Before, before this year, I would work seven days a week. It, it was no boundaries with that. But through COVID I realized like, oh, I was burning myself out. So now no Sunday work for me. And that's something I that, that the younger um, girl to know. <laughs> but I also realized like, for me it's for me too I had to t like me and my therapist had to work through I don't have to work so hard like, I actually don't right. I can make the same amount I can create more income like if I believe I can create more income doing less work than I can or more focused work right like 
I really had to change the way that I think about how I get to this dream or how I get to live out the dream. Cause I thought it meant working all the time, making sure my clients was available, but it's actually no, the rich life that I desire actually means that I get to travel. I get Mm -hmm. to sit my dog. I get to be a great dog mom and a great aunt to all my nieces and nephews. Like I've had to relearn that. I'm still still in the process of learning and changing that. That I can get to HBO, not because I'm burnt out, but because I'm actually, I have a lot of energy and I'm healthy and I feel good. Listen, you are preaching to the choir. And I think that (laughs) that is something that like rest, relaxation, and even like enjoying luxury things is something that I think Black women have always felt like we can enjoy those things when we've done 20,000 hours. And that is not true. Like it is our birthright to have all of those things. And I think we're finally starting to see that. And we're like all over social media showing it. We're like telling our families, like, sorry, go on a vacation for two weeks. Telling our job, sorry. Yeah, My my therapist said, like, it's nice to have a work ethic, but she said, I need a rest ethic. I have to use that, a rest ethic. This is my, my rest. It's like my rest ethic is getting better and better each day because I am honoring what my body needs when it needs it. Honestly, that 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 is the the mantra for the rest of my life. So so great, Diamond. Like I'm just so glad we were able to get on and chat. But I I just you know you know I see so much happening for you, to you, with you, all of those things. So thank you for coming on, and we out. Thank you for having me. So to wrap this episode up, everyone, here are the blueprint steps for today's episode. Step one. Study the greats who have taken this leap before. Step two, follow your gut when you know it's time to fly. Ladies, trust your instincts. Step three, make sure all your business affairs are in order, whether you want to be an entrepreneur or a freelancer. Step four, just do it. The Blueprint.